what it is, what's up, and welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I'm joined by a very special guest. This is his third time on the podcast, my first and original wrestling guest. It is the smash fucking hit. It is Australia's most dangerous export. He's going to be the first Australian deathmatch wrestler to tour the United States and bring bloody death to the US of A. That's right. Future American Deathmatch Champion. That's right, Reed Bentley. Get your ass ready. It is the smash hit. Joel fucking Bateman, what's up, my man? You just make it sound like the fact that this has turned into a wrestling podcast. Solely my fault. <laughs> uh, Joel and I have been talking a lot of shit. And we're like, maybe we should fucking record at some point. And then I just got all professional on his ass. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you big intro. And I was like, wait. Yeah, You're like, I thought we were like, just drinking beer. <laughs> Hey, our drinks are the correct temperature this time, so we've improved. Uh, no, my, no, no, because I got here at 10 as we planned, and you got here at 20 past, so uh, my beer is display temperature. Uh, that's but, my bad. Sorry about that. Look, admit, admittedly, where you live in Perth is 10 years and three hours behind, so I, I don't true. blame you. You guys only got refrigeration six days. <laughs> that's it. Hey, I'm here in 2012 doing the best I can, all right? So get my ass about <laughs> Buy shares in Facebook. MySpace is about to go tits up. Noted. What is it? Facebook. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, I'm so excited for you. This is going to be awesome. I'm going to put us back on track against your will real quick just because, man, it's going to be such a fucking tour de force what you've got coming up. Um, I'm scared to death for you. I, I've said it to your face. I'm like, I messaged Joel like in the middle of the morning one time like, have you thought about this? Like, like, worried about him, but he's he's got it. He's cool as a cucumber. He doesn't give a fuck. This man is ready to fucking die. So, how's it all feel, man? This this must be a stressful time, but also a very exciting time because I know it's like kind of a culmination of what you've been working for like your entire career. Well, it's still kind of not real. Yeah. Until I realize I leave in like under a week. Jesus. And as we were talking off air of my to-do list of shit I was going to do before I get on that plane, it's real when I think about the to-do list and everything that I haven't done yet. But it's super, super cool because since starting DMDU and obviously, you know, the year that we all had with 2021, I now, it's come full circle. Like, it was like, oh, yeah, cool. We've got, a, you know, a bit of an international audience and all right, Rad. But, you know, you, you'd obviously know living in Western Australia, but just in Australia as a whole, we feel so fucking isolated. You just don't realise that people outside of our shores actually give a fuck until the opportunity came for me to kind of get over there. And then people are coming out of the woodwork. People are... I got a message today uh, from Bruiser Brody. I'll shout him out. Uh, B-R-E-W. Sir Brody. Great, man. Um, driving 14 hours and taking a day off work to get down to ICW in Tennessee from Rhode Island. Wow. Like, yeah. That's amazing. For, for, for me. And I was yeah. like, what the fuck are you... Are you an idiot? I wouldn't drive that far for me. Yeah. Um, but it, 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 there's so many little stories like that, and it just blows my mind. And everyone's like, can't wait to hang out in person. And, and as we were talking about kind of off air, I've got all these amazing friends and, and, you know, people that I talk to on the other side of the world. You know, I wake up every morning and flick through the half a dozen odd messages of people saying, hey, how you doing? And me replying, you still haven't worked out time differences, you fucking idiot. I was asleep. <laughs> um, Alex Klein. Yes. Um, 
but yeah, you know, you know, like I get to to see these people in person and give them a hug and be like, "Holy fuck, you're a real person!" And you know, I smush their face and it's good to fucking see you. Um, that kind of stuff. Do you know and what that's I mean? and a little people- bit scary, bro, as well. Like I, I'm the same. I've I talk to people from around the world all the time, and some of which have become like my closest friends. You know. Even you, like you're on the other side of the country. We have never met in real space. In April, I'm going to come to Melbourne, provided nothing goes fucking wrong again, and we're going to meet face to face. And that's scary to me because I'm like, we're nice now, but what if he bullies me? Let's see. These are these are the thoughts that you have when you're an insecure computer nerd, I guess. You know, exactly. And like this tour, all kind of came together from a bit of an idea because I, I was brainstorming stuff and I was looking at a couple of things and I went, shit, I might be able to go and do WrestleMania weekend. Yeah. And I had a chat to my amazing wife, Jess, and who, who I can't put over enough. I'd spend the entire podcast putting her over. Shout out, Jess. Um, but no, but yeah, she's the fucking best. So I said, hey, I'm thinking about going and doing WrestleMania weekend. And then I realized, shit, I'd come back and Cologne would get here like the week after and it would just be like massive. Yeah two weeks and the other thing is if i go and do wrestlemania weekend i have to stand out against everybody else 100%. who's going in for wrestlemania 100%. weekend and now this is kind of the first year in a couple of years that everything's opened up again for, forgive my crassness but there's going to be cunts everywhere right <laughs> so <laughs> there is going to be cunts everywhere that is true yeah. yeah and then the the other side of it is icw staying in new jersey yes so one of the companies that obviously I'd want to go and do the best business for, I'd have to make a choice. And then I went, oh, shit, I might actually be able to do this in March. And I said to Jess, I'm thinking about going and doing a weekend. Obviously, I have a four-month-old baby here, uh, and I have a nine-to-five job. I'm under no disillusions. I'm not one of those full-time wrestlers. Uh, I'm past that point in my life. But um, she said, why don't you go and do two weekends? Like, I'll, I'll be right here. I'll be right with Sam and, and Silver, our dog. Um, why don't you go and do two weekends? And I went, right, cool. Holy fuck, I haven't had to go and get a booking overseas in almost yeah. 10 years. What do I do? Yeah. So, I and, uh, again, I'll, I'll sing his praises till the cows come home. I hit up Schlack. Yeah. And I said, right, the these dates, what do you reckon? Mm-hmm. And he's like, have you hit up ICW? And I said, yeah, I have. Well, I said, I will now. Yeah. Um, and hit up ICW. And Danny, to his credit, came back to me with a match that's no longer happening. So I won't, I won't spoil it, but it hit me with a match graphic immediately, which kind of, again, put me on the back foot and, and just kind of shell shocked me a little and went, you think that much of me to give me that match. Yeah. I don't even think that much of me to give me that match. I don't it's think huge. I'm worth that match. I was pitching, you know, other people um, for, for these shows. And, and obviously the two matches that I've ended up with, with uh, obviously Reed Bentley for the American death match title mm-hmm. and Akira, like the two massive fucking matches. Huge. And then, Schlack goes, have you spoke to Matt and Cass? And I said, no. He's like, you speak to Cass, give me 24 hours. And I go, okay, cool, whatever. Oh, Because in wrestling, you know, you're only as good as your word, and I'm always used to people promising the world and delivering very little. So forgive me for being a little bit skeptical, Schlack is. But I hit up Cass, and Cass is like, awesome, you're coming, sweet, let me book a show. Fuck, okay, cool. Someone's going to book a show for me. You know, no ring show. Okay, we just called the pub and book a band room. And then the next day, I see Tremont's announced the Deathmatch, an all Deathmatch show on the Monday. And I go, hang on. And Schlack's like, has Matt spoken to you? I said, no. And he's like, well, give him a message. Hey, brother. Hey, dude, super excited. I was like, hmm. Okay. This is massive. Yeah. 
this 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 is really really cool. There's some of the biggest and best companies in the U.S., whether it's Deathmatch or non, are like this kid's coming. Yeah, let let let's do what we can to to be able to accommodate him in the short time he's in town, and then stumbling backwards into the run I've got, like, yeah, that's why you messaged me, went, uh, I fear for your safety. And then, like, I kind of co- I kind of compartmentalize everything yeah, and go, oh, yeah, I'll do this match, and I'll do that match, and I'll have a day off, and then I'll do that match, I'll have two days off, I'll do these matches, I'll do this match, have a day off, and then I come home. But I don't think of it as just, like, this all-encompassing wounds. loads of death matches. When I messaged Joel, <laughs> it was when the Tremont match got announced, and it was, like, 200 light tubes, and I was like, yo... When do you fly back? How are you not going to bleed out and die? More, like, slash, be, you know, in trouble, thrown off planes, like, dealing with stuff. I'm like, there's a lot you need to consider, and I don't think you're considering it. And he was like, yo, I'll wear a hat. And I'm like, that's not enough. Your old body's bleeding out. It's not enough. And then it turns out it was not the next day he was flying this some time. I guess he's hoping wounds will close. He's fucking Wolverine over here. Just like sealing up <laughs> with his healing factor, I'm very. The funny story about the the Tremont match is like, I knew I had Matt, yeah. and I was like, "All right, cool," and we'll build some hype. And I said, "He's like, I'm really busy going into Atlantic City," and I said, "And, and look, I, I keep up um, a reasonable wall of kayfabe with most podcasts. So for you, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the wall down a little bit. Appreciate that. So I, I I knew I had Matt, and I was like, "All right, cool." And he's like, I'm real busy going into AC. I'm sorry, I haven't reached out. I said, look, you take care of you, brother. I'm going to build some hype on my end. Mm-hmm. And then when you feel like it's time to rebut, rebut. And that was the last thing we we did. So I, I, I cut my promo on him and I put it out and I got a whole bunch it's of traction. Great. Great. I was like, all right. He didn't respond. And I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go again. And then we had our live show on IWTV for DMDU. Did my match. All right, I'm going to call you out again. I'm going to use one of your catchphrases. Let's fucking go. Didn't hear anything again. I was like, fuck, is he legitimately forgotten about me like i know he's busy he runs a training school and obviously h2o is a super big deal he's also busy through so many deathmatch tournaments you're like maybe he doesn't remember we spoke about yeah i was like hang on wait did he forget he said that we're working we did say that (laughs) and then i and i hit up chondo who's um one of matt's lieutenants Mm -hmm. and amazing deathmatch wrestler in his own right and was just like is is matt still with it he's like yeah he's just very real busy i said oh yeah cool sounds good and then I was on the phone to Alex Cologne, putting together the itinerary for him to come here uh, for the Not Here to Fuck Spiders weekend, yes. and just work, and just working out like what we're gonna do and if I have to book him in other, other shows and all that kind of shit. And then my Twitter starts going crazy, and i and like I, I I'm very uh, pessimistic when it comes to social media. If I'm getting a lot of notifications, it's usually bad news. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually really sad news. Aww. So I, I like I'm seeing all these notifications going off. I'm like, have you heard anything? He's like, no. I was like, fuck, somebody died. Um, and and that was honestly my big fear. And then I open my phone and I just start laughing. And Claude's like, what up? I'm like, uh, Matt just announced me and him 200 light tubes. <laughs> I didn't know. It was so you didn't know it was 200 light tubes. He just no, dropped that I on didn't you. No, the step. I genuinely thought kill that Matt had forgotten and we were just going to do a death badge. And then he cut the promo, and he's like, yeah, 200 light tubes in this oh room. And I was just like, God. well, yes, we're doing 200 light tubes. I saw a guy go, how are you going to do this? You need to fly. And you were like, I'm not going to not do it. And that was the answer. And I was like, well, you wouldn't not. Like, 
I'm fucking... If I'm if, going halfway around the world to wrestle the most decorated US deathmatch wrestler of all time, and as much as, again, Alex is one of my best friends, I don't think anyone's going to be able to touch Matt on that yeah. ever mm. because it was a different time. Yeah. I'm not going to turn down this match. I'm no. not going to go, oh, sorry, Matt, too much for me. It doesn't matter that I've got two fucking massive death matches in Tennessee and then a day's break where I'm going to the Jack Daniels distillery and <laughs> tying one on. With no blood left in your body. <laughs> yeah, so what's, yeah. what do you do? Go and drink really nice whiskey and then, of course, fly up to H2O and then do a 200 light tube match with Matt. What are we going to say? No. No. Sorry. I'm covered all this way. It's a bit too much for me. Can I have something easier? Please, sir. No, can I please yeah, just have a single gusset? No, that's not happening. He's going to hey, do Matt, the match. Can I do a tag? Like, yeah. no. No. <laughs> you know, this, I'm about to bleed out with the, one of the greatest to ever do it. Man, if and, I was at H2O and he was like, yo, faces and feels, I don't really like your fucking podcast, man. Get in here, 200 light tubes. I'd be like, okay, Tremont, I guess I'm doing a 200 light tube death match, even though I've never wrestled before in my life. I would just do it. Like, and that's just it. <laughs> like, Exactly. I and he's like the last so the last two hundred light tube match they did was when Matt retired. With Ricky. Was that the last one? Yeah, no at Barbai two hundred tubes. And then Ooh. I can't think of one before that no. for a decade odd. Yeah. What was his return against against Ricky. That was just just a death. Uh, no, no barbed wire and no. a bunch of glass, but it wasn't, but it wasn't on paper 200, 200 tubes. tubes. Yeah, Because exactly. like we, we did 100 tubes for the first AMDU show, yes. and that was a lot. lot of glass. It was a lot of, a lot of light tubes. So 200, I'm, like, I, I'm still struggling kind of to picture the setup because that's how I kind of put my matches together and, and how I kind of scaffold. picture what I'm going to do where I sit there and go, yeah, right. So 100 light tubes is 25 on each row, right? Yes, it's a lot. Where the fuck are the other 100? <laughs> they just, like, lay them down across the fucking mat. So <laughs> that's 300 tubes. That's what you do for 300. So I'm like, all right. And then I'm like, I wonder how much technical wrestling we're going to do. The answer is probably not fucking much. Zero. I would say but zero technical look, wrestling. Lock up. Because... We haven't wrestled before. Yeah. I would like some kind of feeling feel out. out process there, fucking, before I get yeah. belted with a tube. Yeah. Uh, and before I belted with a tube. I'm le- oh, the other thing is I'm left-handed. I'm southpaw, so that's going to bug the fuck out of him. I can't wait. <laughs> um, but yeah, like, I don't know if the scaffold's going to be there. Um, you know, like... It's- you're, yeah, you're going into his turf, his house. He gets to set up however he wants. Like- exactly. Um, I am very much... He very much has a home field advantage. Mm. So I'm... Very, very excited. And that's probably the one I'm the most nervous about. There are matches with higher stakes, mm. but that's the one I'm the most nervous about because Matt Tremont's Matt Tremont. Yeah, that's crazy. I just started thinking about all kinds of ridiculous like uh, home field advantages he could rock with 200 light tubes. So I'm picturing the 25 and then where's the other 100? What if he made a suit not unlike the robot at the end of Alien 2 and he's just like... You hear, hear the fucking doon, 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 and fucking the, the separate way starts and then he just comes out like in nothing but a light tube suit and there's nothing you can do as he just like clobbers you to death with it. You know the thing that I'm the most concerned about for that whole show is not giggling like a fucking lunatic when Journey hits. Yeah. It's going like, to be... trying to keep it together mm-hmm. because the second that song hits, I'm just going to get this massive rush, just this huge adrenaline rush, an emotion rush. Um, Amy and I were saying last night that we are so excited to hear Goanna in America. 
um yeah so like i i don't know how i'm gonna be able to keep it together for for that entrance mm. but every honestly everyone i'm wrestling has really sick fucking entrance music like yeah so so i've been kind of i've got a little playlist that i put on if i've got like a long drive to training or whatever um i try and visualize stuff while i'm driving yeah just to, to it's it's the time i get to myself so Try, trying to mentally kind of, yeah, prepare even now. And I mean, I've got, you know, 30 plus hours on a plane to do it as well. And then I land and I've got a day to get over the jet lag before having to wrestle for the American Deathmatch title. So trying to trying to mentally prepare for all six, minimum six matches. Um, and then kind of put them chronologically as well. Mm-hmm. Because I my, my biggest concern would be focusing too much on a, a Tremont match. Yeah. And then neglecting what I've got, you know, uh, first off the plane. So, or, or vice versa, obviously, like focusing too much on the front end and then, you know, not being able to pay off something like this stumbled ass backwards, you know, two years a week to the day, Casanova Valentine storyline. Yeah. Um, all that kind of stuff, just trying to make everything Everything counts, man, and you're going to be on this whirlwind tour and some of these guys are going to be fresh. So how you sort of carry that, and to use Akira's term, handle your blood is going to be a lot. Like, yeah. Um, I'm interested to see how everybody, like other tactics and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, using, using the term that Akira uses, handle your blood. Like I've got, a system. Yeah. Okay. I've got a little medikit that I carry in my bag with me. I've got, I usually have orange juice and gummy bears and come backstage and it's a handful of gummy bears and a massive thing of orange juice before I do anything yeah. just so I don't go into shock. Mm-hmm. Like, cause, cause that's the thing. And that was the thing that killed me in the dream tournament yes. because I went on first and then I was on fifth. So I wound all the way down and my body had simmered down to, you know, you're done for the night, and then it was yeah. fuck. I gotta get up for another match. I gotta go for another, and then I won. I was like, fuck, I gotta get up for another match. Yeah. And, and by the time we we're going out for the final, like I said, I, I said to Callan, I'm like, dude, I'm fucked. Yeah. Like I'm ready for bed, and I gotta go out and put on the biggest match of my life. Mm-hmm. So I've got my little system. Thank goodness it's only the one tournament as a part of the trip, but. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how everybody else goes. Like, yeah, Akira's got a huge match the night I've got Reed. Yeah. Um, but then obviously, you know, me and Akira the next night, Reed isn't there. Yeah. And that's the highest stakes match for me. Do you know what I mean? Like that's the one where I'm coming in the freshest. I've got the most to gain from it. If it goes my way. Mm -hmm. Well, and then it's defenses. Like after that, like if you you can pull that off, then you're defending against Akira. That just raises those stakes. You know? Yeah, in in theory, because Reed Reed's only there for the um the pit fighter match. Uh. He's not there for um for no holds barred. So yeah, if I can beat fucking one of the best deathmatch wrestlers on the planet and Reed Bentley, mm. um, yeah, I've got to turn it around twenty four hours later and defend against one of his stable. Unless him out non title champion's prerogative, brother. Just carry yeah. that boy all the way for the rest of the tour. Never put him on the line. Slide him straight into luggage. Back to Australia. You just slide it straight in the post. Yeah, you just FedEx it straight back. Look, if you don't know where to go, just FedEx it straight to my house. It won't yeah. be cheap, but it'll be worthwhile and it'll be safe. And you'll be like, I can't 
It fell into the I post. I can't defend a belt. Can't I defend have. it. I Sorry. Guys, Sorry. we're just going to have to sort out when I come back next time. Yeah, exactly. This <laughs> is a foolproof plan. We've figured this out. So this is great. Get the belt, FedEx it to have Australia. To <laughs> step one, one. Win and then get it. Step two, step FedEx two. immediately. Belt out of Chattanooga <laughs> before you have to defend the fucking thing. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. This yeah. is like when I, I mean, I told you the story about when I FedEx my crime scene suit out of, out of US, uh, sorry, out of uh, Europe when I was in Positano, worked like a treat. Nobody fucking arrested me one time when it was. I can't wait for Danny DeVanto to hear this podcast. <laughs> He's going to be like, like, this guy's a wrestling planning anyone. on doing fucking what now? <laughs> if Danny DeManto listens to this podcast, I will be the most stoked person of all time. So. Everyone's going to tell him to listen. He's like, hey, the Aussies are trying to play in the old switcheroo. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, they're fucking conspira- conspiracizing. I don't know. This be Conspiring. Conspiring is the word I'm looking for. See, we don't have the education system here. In uh, WA that they have in Uh Melbourne. Exactly. But, uh, Danny, I'm a huge fan. I appreciate you. Um, Well, I guess there's nothing else to talk about. We've figured out how to do it. So move on to the next. (laughs) Well, yeah. Like, so I've said it and I mean it genuinely. If I take that belt, I'm bringing it back here and defending it on the first show I can. And then we have a world deathmatch title. Genuine world deathmatch title. It's what you've been trying for since day one. Oh, Maybe day four that I'm back in Australia. <laughs> no, um, no, I mean uh, since the day one of Deathmatch Down Under because that's always sort of been your goal. Uh, when it, like from your original promos with, with yeah, the world. With, with the Total Violence Champion, with everything, like that's what you've been trying to do. Create that 100%. real and if I world pick up title. One of the top two Deathmatch belts in the US, I, yeah. I can do that very, very quickly. Yes. Um, but yeah, then I've got the Akira match, which I'm really excited about. I've got some crazy shit planned. Shout out to Weapons Master Ryan. Um, because it must be like four or five in the morning his time. It's usually when I'm like sitting down for dinner. I come up with really stupid ideas and hit him up and he replies straight away in the middle of the night. And this, this is real stupid ideas. Um, like I hit somebody up who lives in America and went, Hey, I don't have room on my bag. Do you think you can get your hands on a cricket bat? <laughs> and he's like, give me 10 minutes. And he's come back and so goes, yeah, I'll get your cricket bat. I said, get me a cricket bat. <laughs> so, yeah, like every silly idea I've got, I'm loving the interaction with everybody over there because I'm like, hey, I want to do all this stuff. And I'm used to being the one on the ground that builds all the stuff. But just because of my schedule, I don't have that luxury. I've kind of got to lean on everybody else and be like, I want, and here's my shopping list of carnage. Um, and they go, yes, no, yes, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Uh-huh. But... You know, like, for example, the Horror Slam tournament, uh, the Murder City Deathmatch Cup, which is uh, the week. Uh, it's the two days after the Tremont match. Yeah. And uh, myself versus Tommy Vendetta got announced yeah, uh, yesterday. Awesome. Which is awesome. Fuck He's Tommy so Vendetta. Good, but I'm really excited. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, fuck Tommy uh, Vendetta. Sorry, i gotta, I got to back up my friend. But he is an amazing wrestler. He is. He, he's doing great work out of that area, both for RPW and for Hori Slam. But fuck Tommy Vendetta. Um, it doesn't mean he's not really, really good, but he can go get fucked. Um, hopefully he learns the Australian vernacular insulting people or I'm walking into a brawl. Yeah. Um, yeah, because if I call him a cunt. Uh, <laughs> That's a term of endearment in Australia. They'll, they'll learn it. Those cunts will learn it. It's fine. Yeah, well, I hope so. Otherwise, like I said, I'm in for scrap. So I might take a roll of quarters in my bag. Just yeah. Um. But I've got fans, like, hit me up going, 
what do you want for Horror Slam? And I was like, oh, okay, I didn't know I had this option. So I put in an order for a Weed Whacker. I was like, look, it's a tournament. Fuck it, why not? Get me a Weed Whacker. We'll yeah. see what happens. Thinking they're not going to say yes. Uh-huh. And then I get a message back like two days later, go, oh, I got you the Weed Whacker. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> You're like, oh, fuck, now I've got to use them. <laughs> So Tommy Vendetta's going to learn what the fuck a whippersnapper is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, again, I, I call it a weed whacker here yeah. for international fans to understand. But why would I not go there and use all of our dumb vernacular? Yeah, I'm going to need the commentary team to know what it's actually called and refer to it as a whippersnapper when it happens. Yeah, so it's going to be a whippersnapper. Um, and you should then put an I, Australian flag on it so they understand it's... <laughs> but see, this is the thing. I also need the commentary team to know what a fucking cricket bat is. They don't play cricket in America. <laughs> But apparently, there's a shop that sells cricket bats in America. So it's Amazon. I'm also I'm also kind of interested to see what the quality of bat is going to be like. I'm not expecting any fucking GM nickels when I get uh, there. But we'll, we'll see how we go. Uh, and also, I said I said if it's a plastic bat, we're going to put X weapons on it. If it's a wooden bat, that changes the game a little bit. <laughs> they suck real bad. So let's just see how it's just we a go. kangaroo cricket bat, one of those yellow, like hollow plastic ones. Yeah, see, which it's is like a yellow bat, really. They're awesome. I yeah. love them. You can swing them as hard as you want and not kill anybody. Yeah. I got a proper wooden one with a toe on the end. If I hit somebody with that, they're going to hospital. Yeah, exactly. It's a wrap. <laughs> every Australian from the age of about six up has caught one of them in the shins. It's top five worst pains you've ever felt in your life. I never played cricket again. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, I quit, I quit yeah, this sport. It's done. This is a fucking wrap on this. Yeah. <laughs> but um and the other thing that i'm taking with me and shout out to good friend robbie eagles i'm sorry it's your gimmick and i'm unabashedly hey, stealing it is it bandanas no i'm taking the shoey with me oh um, do not do that's gross but see gross. the, the worst gross. part is i wrestle in boots <laughs> that's, they, i love the blood on those that's cool Thank you. Both the pattern blood and the very real blood yeah. that is all over them from the. I was meaning the pattern blood, but yes, uh-huh. that I've neglected to clean off. Which okay. Is really good so how do you gimmick the boots so you're not actually drinking out of your own shoe? Well, the thing is, taking these off takes minutes. So if I'm going to do the shoey, I'm not going to be able to do it. With ah, my you're going to bring a fresh shoe, a gimmicked, fresh, no, untouched. Oh, I was just going to ask a member of the audience. No, <laughs> do not do that. Just bring one from home that's never been worn by anybody and nobody's going to know the difference except for if nah, they listen to I this podcast. I feel like I can make it like a communal thing no. and get everyone to join me. No. So I can, ru- I, can, I can ruin like, you know, a hundred pairs of shoes in a single sitting by getting everyone to do a shoe. You can also get some kind of mouth fucking disease. Like, I... Admittedly, I think the spooky dust and blood will kill anything you got a point there mercury is yeah, uh, pretty good right it's like gargling yeah. mercury <laughs> exactly Bro. like how bad it could be whatever is in this shoe be like worst comes to worst i'll do a thongy and again that'll confuse the fuck out of people nobody <laughs> will have, will see a thongy come <laughs> but a flip floppy means something a bit different yeah so it's got to be a thongy uh i might do one of them and okay. i'll pack my thongs because they pack down nice and easy but everyone else can do a shoe and i'll just ruin pairs of shoes as i go around the loop it's a disgusting idea, but sure. It's it's the most Australian thing you can do, to be fair. As is most of what I've yeah. got planned this tour, to be fair. Oh, you really got laid in thick, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've just I've just I've just gotta watch the C bomb, that's the only one. Yeah. I'm so Because yeah, I, I did that when I was there nine years ago. I th- I throw that word around relatively liberally. Um and I'm gonna have to be careful because otherwise I'm getting excuse me, mate, what'd you say? Oh yeah. right. You don't understand. 
taking the piss. Yeah. Air quotes. Are you just going to get like a custom sh- <laughs> like tour shirt that's just like Joel Bateman on the front and fucking mad cut on the back? Or something? I thought about it. My tour shirt is actually because I've got a tour shirt yeah. and I'm thinking about putting it up online before I go. Mm-hmm. But if anyone in Australia wants one, they're going to wait till I get back because mm-hmm. they're being made in the States. Corey? Um, it, Corey, of course. Of course. Shout out Deathmatch Worldwide. Um, they're not here to fuck spiders tour. Because, yeah. of course, it is. Of course. So, Shirts did up a really cool design of a spider in a barbed wire web with two beer cans in its hands. <laughs> and then all two and eights on the back. But it is the not here to fuck spiders tour. So, I went, yeah, as opposed to putting the word cunt on a shirt and maybe not selling all that many. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> putting the word fuck on a t-shirt seems to go, okay. So. Let's see how that goes. How do you, how do you explain to the Americans that, cunt's an endearing word and not an insulting word because they don't seem to like it. I don't know if you need to double down on it. Maybe you just need to save it for Australia. I don't know. Uh, hang on. As I reach for another can. Hang on. If we're doing Sorry, can that. reaches, I'm also getting pretty low on this Hindenburg Sapporo I'm drinking. So let's uh, well, do a quick two seconds. I was going to say, admittedly, I'm not the one who has to edit this podcast. No, I'm not editing this. <laughs> oh, well, in that case. <laughs> I will a little you... bit. Hang on one second. <laughs> uh, look, I can fill the air. You're fine. Yeah, yeah, here we go. You can just like uh, say all kinds of uh, nice things about yourself. I don't know. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend this entire time putting myself over because that's what I'm good at. I'm going to make myself look really good. Um, if you're still sticking with me and not fast forwarding in 30 seconds while Rafe goes and gets another beer, thank you so much for listening to the Faces and Feels podcast. And I hope if you are from the United States, please come out and see me in the US. It'd be really, really cool to meet all of you in person. Come up to me and be like, hey, I listen to Faces and Feels. Hey, I, uh, I really like Rafe. Or I'm one of Rafe's mates. We'll get a selfie. We'll send it to Rafe. We'll confuse the fuck out of him. Um, it'd be awesome. So let's do that. You just been feeling that air. Maybe I'll listen back to this, or maybe I don't. Maybe I just release it and uh, I see what fucking bullshit has been. See how badly, yeah, just yeah. yeah so you're the, just uh, like, while this guy's gone, I gotta tell you, I can't fucking stand this guy. <laughs> you're like, those were the exact words I said. Thought about it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thought crossed my mind. Um, back to the word cunt. Mm-hmm. First of all, great word. The iteration on the T is vitally important. It is, 100%. The harder the T, the more malice (laughs) in the word. I can't believe we're breaking this down. <laughs> no, 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 because me and Jeff Cannibal had this chat because yeah. Jeff Cannibal has found the uh, the amazingness that is Auntie Donna. Yes. and The funniest. The funniest. If, if nobody internationally has watched Auntie Donna on Netflix, do yourself a favour because they are some very funny Australian comedians. Yeah. So he he's found Auntie Donna and because of that has lent into – the C word pretty heavily to the point where he wrote sup he wrote sup cunt on the back of his uh, car window in snow and sent a selfie to me which is great but then went inside and forgot to wipe the back wipe his window off and realized like 20 minutes later went oh not everyone's gonna get that joke that's uh, back he's, he's like uh, back window smashed in <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna upset all my neighbors I'm yeah, gonna go yeah. and clean that off yeah um but explaining the Australian sense of humor to people is really difficult. And not necessarily our sense of humor. Our sense of humor is pretty universal, but our terms of endearment, like 
our best friends, we insult the most. Yeah. And the hardest. Yeah. Like, we take the piss out of our mates so, so brutally. And, and trying to explain that to people um, is really, really tough. And I know because I've got a case study in Alex Cologne. He's one of my best friends, but I call him a stupid motherfucker and he wants to fight me. <laughs> and it's like, no, I mean that because I love you. If you did yeah. something a little bit silly, it's like, oh, ho, ho, that was a bit goofy. No, I'm going to call you a silly cunt. Yeah. And you're going to get really upset because you don't know what I mean. <laughs> All of my American friends are like the sweetest people in the world. And we have these like really sort of deep friendships where we like support each other and I'm, I'm here for you, man. And all this stuff, all my, I feel like I have closer relationships with my American friends. Cause we have this sort of like emotional bond All my Australian friends, we just call each other cunts all the time and insult each other. And everybody, if anybody even dares to have some kind of goal or something they want to achieve, they're getting torn to sun, like asunder by their friends as they're like, what are you doing? You fucking dickhead. Why are you doing that? Like, that's just what we do. Like you can't have nice things in Australia. It's what it exactly. is. It's all of the, and, and see, I'm an only child. So I'm only speaking from what I assume, but I assume it's the level of, I guess, uh, taking down that you would use on a sibling. Yes. Where like, I'm going to beat the shit out of and, and try and ruin my sibling's life. If anybody else interferes in this awful plot, yeah. I'm coming for you. Yeah. So that's what I kind of can assume it to. Where, where we all treat each other like siblings. Like if I had a brother, I would probably be doing everything to make his life as annoying and awful as possible. If anybody else tried fucking with my brother, I would beat them half to death. Yeah. So I assume that's what it's like. Towing that line is going to be really difficult in America. Yeah. And then the other thing is remembering to get into the car on the right fucking side. That's because when I was there hard. nine years ago, I fucked that up every single time. To the point where I just started sitting in the back. It was just two of us in the car. I'm like, get in the back. Why? Because I always get in the wrong fucking side. Like, are you going to drive at any point? Because I would just be down the wrong side of the road, crashing into people. Like, I See, I hadn't planned on it, but I'm kind of thinking that I should at least give it a crack, right? Mm. Because, so, this, this is my overarching itinerary, and this may bore everybody else listening. Nah, right, I love but, the details. Let's go. Yeah, thank you for sticking with me. Uh, and also, if you want to bring beer to any of these locations, you're more than welcome to, because Absolutely. I love beer. Um, especially craft beer, and America is the fucking mecca of craft mm-hmm. beer. So, I fly into Atlanta, Georgia. I landed about 4 o'clock uh, Thursday night. People are waiting Thursday for Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Uh, I clear customs, and then I get on a shuttle bus to Chattanooga. Tennessee, it's about an hour and a half down the road, and I hit there, touch wood, by about 8 o'clock. Um, the plan is, I know there's a few people coming into town the day early, mm-hmm. uh, namely, I know Marsha Slamovich and Akira are coming in a day mm-hmm. early, because again, Marsha's one of those people that we've been mates for a really fucking long time, never met in person. So, How did you, get- how did you meet Marsha? Because she has become arguably like the female wrestler like the the female independent wrestler in the world, like she's so impressive, so dominating. Like, yeah. but, but for like, it's almost like people had known about her, but then recently it's just become it. You know, so like, how long so have you I known Marsha? Over the course of the pandemic, when I I was uh, on another podcast as a host, mm-hmm. and the other guy who I was doing the podcast with was a massive Joshi fan. Yeah. And we did an interview with Thekla, which was really cool, but very professional. She's amazing, isn't she? Like, uh, she's fucking unreal. She's killing it. Like, current DDT, uh, I forget the name of the championship, but it's like the international championship. Um, Australian winner. Very, very impressive. She's unbelievable. 
Yeah, so Feckler was really, really cool and it was a fun interview, but you know how some interviews just go really well and some are like, that was a good interview, but we didn't really vibe. Yeah, it didn't get to like this, like real. Yeah, so, it was so, like so professional. At the time, yeah. she was with Ice Ribbon, I believe. Okay. And then the next week we had Marsha on who was training at the Marvelous Dojo at the time because people forget Marsha was in Japan for almost 18 months because she went at the start of the wow. pandemic yeah. and they got fucking stuck there. So... I was chatting with Marsha and we're into the same wrestling. I, I taught her how to say cunt properly. She then started teaching the Japanese trainees how to say cunt properly. Oh no, what have um, you done? I've got videos that will never see the light of day. Um, why? Because there's really, really lovely, lovely people saying some of the worst <laughs> shit. They don't even know what they're saying. <laughs> oh, they worked it out, don't you? <laughs> oh no. But... Um, yeah, it, it, like we, we just vibe. And because Japan and Melbourne are only an hour apart in terms of time zone, we were just chatting every single day. We yeah. Just, hey, doing good. Because no one at the Marvelous speaks a lot of English. So we, we just became mates through that and have stayed in touch ever since. And obviously she went back to America, landed on her feet, and everyone went, fuck me, she's really good. Yes. Um, And she always has been, but she's continuing to develop. So it was kind of, hey, look, you know, she, she's found an amazing partner in Akira, um, which is also funny because I was ripping her. I was like, hey, you should message Danny and fucking fight Akira on the Friday as an excuse to come down and hang out. Yeah. And she messaged me back. She's like, I messaged Danny. I said, did you do that because I ripped you? She's like, yeah. Um, <laughs> and now, lo and behold, it's Akira versus That's going to be, I, I'm not sure Akira's even going to make it to fucking fight you on the second night. Oh, no. Like, and that's the thing. That's kind of him, my man. grandmaster plan. Marsha's going to fuck him up, and then I'm going to have an easy night. I can't wait. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I know Marsha and Akira are coming in a day early, and we're going to hang out. That's awesome. Uh, and the way that I plan on getting over jet lag, it's the only way I know how. Drink. I'm going to drink a bunch of beers and yeah, pass it. absolutely. Um, so, hopefully, that levels me out. And then I've got the two ICW shows, Pit Fighter X against Reed and No Holds Barred against Kira. My favorite shows. I'm so excited for you. It's going to be killer. Oh, I'm so, I'm so okay. I, I'm so happy. Uh, there's something I'll circle back around to in a minute. Remind me, I had a point to make. Um, <laughs> on the Sunday, I'm going to the Jack Daniels Distillery mm -hmm. in Lynchburg, Tennessee. So cool. Um, myself, Schlack, and a couple other people uh, at the... Behest of not completely ruining kayfabe, I won't tell you who, but um, if they allow us to take photos together, we will all take photos together. Um, but we're all going to the Jack Daniels Distillery and doing the Angel Share Tour, this really expensive, really exclusive, like, Pappy Van Winkle out yes. of the barrel kind of shit. Yeah, I know that. Um, so, smashing that tour out on our way to Nashville. Wow. And Slack and I are going to get dropped in Nashville and probably continue on in a similar vein because the only thing – I looked up things to do in Nashville, Tennessee. It's all breweries and distilleries. Mm -hmm. And the Grand Old Opry that Dream Theater is playing that night. Um, I'm not the biggest so, Dream Theater guy Are you going to Dream the Theater? I'm not the biggest Dream Theater guy in the world. You pump enough bourbon into me, I'll do pretty much I was about to say, um, I'm not a huge Dream Theater, theater fan, but – Again, if I've got a few in me and it's just there, it'd be a thing to see. It'd be a sight. But apparently to... in Nashville, every bar's got a stage. Wow. So every bar has live music and it'll be a Sunday night. My number, the only thing I want to do in Nashville, if I don't hear Wagon Wheel live Tear in a bar, I'm, I'm calling it a failed trip. Yeah. yeah. Like I have to hear Wagon Wheel Just live start wrecking the songs. fucking place until they pull in a... A random guitarist to rock it out for you. Motherfucker, I'll sing it if I have to hear it. Me and Schlackers will do karaoke. <laughs> Schlack can play guitar. Awesome. He'll get on it. There you go. Fuck it. Yeah, yes, he will. He looks good in a cowboy hat, too. Giddy. Uh, next morning, we fly to Philly. Mm -hmm. 
for H2O, um, which is in Williamstown, New Jersey, which is like 45 minutes out of Philly. So I'll do that show. The very next morning, I fly to Dayton uh, to go hang out with Alex for a couple of days, which would be cool because I was like, oh, I've got a couple of days downtime. I'm coming to your town. And I mean, this is your dude, right? Like you and Alex have been so tight for so long. He's such a legend. Like it must be really exciting to finally get to just be in the same space and like hang out with your, your We crossed your man, paths you know? like, when I was there nine years ago. But yeah, you know, at the time it was just, oh, okay, you're another nameless, faceless person. We both fucking went, I don't remember that meeting, but I remember the show. Yeah. Um, but now, yeah, like he, he's practically family to yeah. me. So it's just going to be super cool to just put my phone down for two days and go, let's just fucking hang out. Let's go and eat you know, a ridiculous amount of barbecue. Yeah. Um, let's make ourselves sick on junk food. I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. Um, so. Because Alex doesn't do drink, th- right? So you're going to be, you're going to be eating. You're not going to be drinking when you hang out. Oh, uh, he'll have, Alex doesn't drink like Australians drink. When he comes here. Nobody for drinks the like Australian trip, drink. He's going to learn. He, we're going to teach him. We're going to teach him in April. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but until then, we will, we will have a beer with Have him. a couple of light beers on him. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, there's also a couple of people who live in kind of that local Dayton area who I'm going to catch up with as well, which would be really cool. Um, and then I fly to Detroit, and I've got the Horror Slam tournament. Killer. Um, yeah, uh, what I what I didn't realize till yesterday is uh, the first night of the tournament is St. Patrick's Day. Oh, no. <laughs> so, That's not good. So I'm bringing a green spray paint, painting all the light tubes green. I'm going to try and get one of those stupid fucking glittery green top hats. I know they're a thing here. What do you mean try to get one? They'll just literally have them on every street corner, surely. See, like, I don't know how big the gimmick is in Detroit because, like, Canada is, like, 50 metres away. Mm. But, like, it's St. Patrick's Day, right? That's the other thing. So... I'm gonna be doing a lot of big drink with Dan. I don't have to drink anymore. All right, I'll do all the oh. Hang on, brother. Uh, we we've got a um we've got a technical issue. You've gone robot on me. Hang on. Can you hear me? You're frozen. Oh, oh hang on. I think um hang on, hold this. Yo, now I've got to edit. Fuck. <laughs> okay, so where we were at before, like you were just like, um, before we were at that uh, happens. My uh, my computer times out after like an hour and a half. Ah, uh, right. Just it doesn't. Yeah, it's fine. Um, what what we were saying, I was like, everybody's gonna have the fucking gimmick, and you were like, Canada's like an hour and a half away, and I was like, come on, yeah, it won't matter. Everyone's I'll, gonna I'll have start, it. That's I'll start with Canada, and you'll be able to cut it back. Yeah, yeah, of course. So. Yeah, Canada's like 50 metres away. I could just like stand on the roof of where I'm staying and be like, oh, look, oh, Canada. And the best thing is... <laughs> to the dungeon. I have an Australian passport. What's so going that? to Canada is Come like going connection. to Sydney. Yeah. Yeah, I could just turn up and be like, sup, God save the Queen, and walk straight Is through. that a thing? Can um, we just like roll into Canada? Are we like just fucking We in? can roll into Canada a shitload easier than most places. D-Mac, you hear that? We could fucking hang out way easier than I even realised. That's so cool. Yeah. So, and, and that was kind of the thing. But the I think D-Mac knew that, which Detroit is why. Is, but the other thing about being in Detroit <laughs> yeah. is I get to hang out with D-Mac. Yeah. And I am so, so, so jealous. I'm so jealous. Uh, 
And then the other one is DMAC put me in touch with Eddie Venom. Shout out Eddie Venom, who used to, I used to talk to Eddie Venom on MySpace. He was like one of the first American wrestlers I ever talked yeah. to. He's not in the business anymore, but he works in the hospitality and beer industry now. Yes. So I've got a list of breweries like fucking this to go and check out in Detroit. Whipping but around. I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring green spray paint. Like I said, I'm going to get the hat gimmick and I'm going to make everyone do shoeys a green fucking beer on St. Paddy's Day. Uh, Food coloring. Thursday. And then I go, yeah, I don't care. Oh. I don't care. Spray paint in the beer? What are you doing, drink. you psychopath? Don't do that. Um, don't do it. Fucking <laughs> hell, you can um, So I've got, the two, I've got the two night tournament there and there's some really amazing people in that tournament. And if I get to wrestle all of them, I'm going to be pretty fucking chuffed. There's so and many then, good people in that tournament. The, start, the fact that you're starting with Vendetta is just like, cool, that was worth the trip. But then if you can get past Vendetta, like the fucking rogues gallery that you get to deal with is a who's who, man. Like that... Tournament is so stacked. Mickey Knuckles and Madman Pondo are like legends. Yeah, former guest of the podcast. Shout out to, to you both. I, I used to play as Madman Pondo in a fucking video game. I wagged school and caught two trains and a bus to go and watch Madman Pondo wrestle at a Dragonfly restaurant before I missed out on my house. He told that story on my show and it was fucking crazy when he dropped the title to Mad Dog behind the fucking ICP's back. They didn't even know yep. about that. That's yep. crazy. Yeah. Um, what an amazing. So game. the fact that I might get to wrestle Madman Pondo mm -hmm. blows my mind. Mickey Knuckles is a fucking legend. And honestly, I'm a bit off in the brain because I really want to trade headbutts with Mickey Knuckles. Yeah. Because I think I might be able to give her a run for her money. So um, it, it, I haven't seen the bracket. So if you get through Vendetta. Oh, I haven't either, to be honest. Who's where you don't know yet. So we don't. No, we don't. I think. I think it'll probably be blind brackets. To be honest. Okay. They'll just like shuffle if, it if depending I, if on. If I was what. a betting man, they'll, they'll shuffle the deck. Yeah. Yeah. They'll be like, okay, so Joel got through. We think the matchup would be better with X. Or if Vendetta got through, maybe we'll go this way. Like they're they're just rolling yeah, rolling I, off the cuff. I kind of prefer that too. Yeah. Okay. Like when we booked out the Juice tournament, I'd pitch blind bracketing. Yeah. Which is yeah, everyone gets through and then you randomize it, and then everyone gets through and then you randomize it, and everyone gets through and you randomize it. Um, I believe that'll be the way it goes. Mm -hmm. But there's also like Jake Christ, who I used to tape trade, fucking ROH tapes for. With Irish Airborne opening ROH cards. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Jimmy Lloyd on the terror of his fucking life. And then, you know, local guys. Chuck Stein's a fucking legend. Brian Wellington's a fucking legend. Uh, MM3 is obviously the Horror Slam champ. There's yeah. so many cool people in this tournament. Not to mention Murdoch. Yeah. Who Man, is... there's so many wins. Like, I can't say enough about MM3. He's been on the show. The match he had with Neil at RPW, like, cold-blooded. Was it cold-blooded? Or was it the one before? It was Cold Blood. If you haven't seen... Cold Blood, Code yeah, Orange was last week. Yeah, Code Orange was last week. I'm mixing them up in my mind. But if you haven't seen MM3 versus Neil Diamond Cutter, that's a fucking match. And MM3 versus Joel Bateman, for me, would be unbelievable. But then, list off a bit, like, Joel Bateman versus John Wayne Murdoch. Madman Pondo. Fucking Mickey Knuckle, like... Yeah. Any, yeah. any combination. Like, there's there's no... Gin, bad, you bad, know... Yeah. It goes on and on and on and on and on yeah, and yeah. on. It's so stacked. Um, it's so stacked. And yeah. just because Detroit isn't like one of those main indie wrestling hotbeds, don't get me wrong, it's fucking getting there with it's companies like Horror Slam and RPW. Mm -hmm. 
no one, I'm trying to get as many people talking about that tournament as I can because it's just not that kind of super indie hotbed, but it deserves to be because this is one of the most eclectic and stacked tournament lineups I've seen in a fucking minute. So after I inevitably win that, um, I fucking hope I do. Well, I mean, you're the reigning American Deathmatch champion at that point. So you'll have uh, gone through Reed, you'll have gone through Akira. You then enter the tournament Look, as I the champion. Mur- if I end that- up against Murdoch, I want to match that Horror Slam Deathmatch title too, but that's besides the point. Fuck it. Um, Do not lose the American Deathmatch title back to Murdoch and send it full circle. That will just... That'll be a flame out. <laughs> hey, He's Danny, like, oh, that worked out quite news, nicely. <laughs> bad news. Murdoch's got the belt again. Oh. Soz. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Struggles um, is like, what the fuck? Yeah, so what the fuck? Um, sorry, struggles. Um, I have oh, I have a cap struggles. here for struggles actually. Oh, do I, you? What do you yeah, got? This what is an got? audio medium, and you'll probably order this. Uh, don't say it out loud, but I got two of them: one for struggles and one for Danny. I love it. I know exactly yeah. what this is. They will have no idea what that yeah. is, but it's amazing. No, so it's it's kind of a genuine gift because it's my team, but it's also a giant rib. Uh, so. <laughs> And then the next morning after Horror Slam, I fly to New York and I've got the match with the cast. Yeah. Um, which again is like we were talking about it the other I was talking about it the other week. Like if we could bookend the pandemic with Joel Bateman versus Casanova Valentine, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Because the pandemic started with me versus him to the point where all of his other Australian dates got cancelled because I don't want to say you caused it, but there's a chance that awesome bomb literally caused the pandemic. It was so epic. Well, in that case, I have to powerbomb Cass then, don't I, to be able to, you know, reverse the the world. To really, to to redo all the damage Cass did in the world, you have to awesome bomb Cass and then the pandemic ends. Exactly. That's my Sorry, Cass. You know we love you, but this is how it's got to go. But so the match that we had was it's March 13, you. 2020, mm-hmm. and the match that I have with Cass is March 19, 2022. What's the chance of that perfect? I couldn't have planned it better if we tried. That's Did literally you... insane, like, that that yeah. actually worked out. That's crazy. And I, I'm, I really love the story of this match. And again, like, I've got promos that I'll release over the next week that shout out to Tom Barrett and... Um, Misfire Digital for helping me out and film all my promos. We went to Bradmore, which is a big abandoned Urbex site here in Melbourne, and filmed a bunch of promos, which is cool. Um, but I say, I, I tell everyone, I said, every time I get in the shower every morning, I get reminded of the match with the cast because i got an 18 scar on the back of my head Fuck. from that match, from yeah. where I cracked my head against the brick wall eight seconds into the fucking thing. Yeah. He came to my home and left me with this. So I get to go to his home. Yeah. And hopefully every morning. To put a hole in the back of his head and to awesome bomb him and end the pandemic. People, well, if you care about world peace and every health. Every shower that he has for the next rest of his life, yeah. he has a lasting reminder. I'm of sorry, Cash, you're on the wrong side of history. You were the plague bearer and now it needs to end. So the only he, he option. definitely a plague bearer. <laughs> so the only, there's various plagues coming off Cass, but uh, the COVID-19 was the worst he brought. So hopefully we can uh, end that. Uh, when Joel Bateman awesome bombs you to your death. Yeah, and then I've got a day to relax. Yep. So that show with Cass is a Saturday night. I love Sunday. how you say relax while you're literally bleeding out in pain, like, in your hotel. You've met me, though. Like, I, I'm not one to sit and go, oh, I'm in pain. No, what I'm going to do? No, I'm going to get up. I'm gonna Drink have a, a couple of breakfast. beers. Oh, let's fucking go. I'm going to have a beer for breakfast because I'm on holiday. 
Um, and I'm going to get out and see New York City because fuck yeah. knows when I'm going to be back in New York. Well, now. that's it. So yeah. I've, I've got a couple of touristy things I want to do. I'll tell you off air, but I'm going to go and do a bunch of touristy shit and then I fly home Monday night and then I land here Wednesday and I'm back to work. <laughs> that's like when, when we always do that dumb shit, right? So me and my wife, when we travel, when we've gone to Japan, when we like had our wedding in Vegas, you know, for like a week. We do that. We go to Vegas. We party for a solid week. We see uh, double or nothing. We see everything, every single thing we can. We land back in uh, Melbourne. Then we immediately go to work. I get on a plane. I go to Melbourne and I I go to like a conference for Yamaha Instruments. I sell guitars and Amy goes to it like a conference thing. We're like, we have been awake for so long at this stage. But yeah. you're not going to give up that kind of time where you have the opportunity to see all these things and just lay around and sleep we're like if we're here to party like i'll be tired on my work's time i'm gonna yeah, like exactly yeah. i'll be tired <laughs> I, I, I will come back yeah. and work my nine to five job at redacted where i get paid really good money yeah. and phone it the fuck in yeah who knows where <laughs> i work i'm not wearing the shirt right now lucky this uh this, <laughs> this, is, medium, this is an yeah. audio medium so there's that but dude this is yeah, it's, it's a crazy run, man, and it's so exciting, and I just know you're going to make the most of it, and I can't even stress how happy I am for you. Like it, The yeah. thing, I, the, the point, I remember how I said you were meant to remind me that I had a point. To I make. was it meant to remind right. you, but I put my phone down. I even made a note, but it's gone. I don't know what It's all good. It. Yeah. I remembered, and it, it kind of circles back around to making the most of it, and it's something that Mayor Mampondo mentioned when we did a seminar during the pandemic. Okay. I'm going to take all the photos and make all the memories. Yes. Here's why. Everyone in the U.S. grew up watching, and I know you have a lot of international listeners and a lot of international wrestlers listen to this, so this is for y'all. When you grew up, you grew up watching U.S. independent wrestling. The rest of the world also grew up watching U.S. independent wrestling. So there are people who are very good friends of mine, people, and I'll, I'll use Neil as the example, like Neil Diamond Cutter, who... For whatever reason, you know, he's not signed. He's not on television. The reach that someone like Neil or Cass have to a global audience that they may not be aware of cannot be understated. Absolutely. People like Madman Pondo, again, who haven't been on television, um, you know, like even people like Akira or Reed Bentley, Jay Christ, you know, all these names that I've spoken about and more, I want everyone to understand the reach and the influence that you have over independent wrestling in the rest of the world because the rest of the world also watches the US Indies. We didn't grow up watching Australian independent wrestling. Whether it was around or not is irrelevant. We still don't watch a great deal of Australian independent wrestling. We watch the US Indies because you're There's the no best in the world. way to watch Australian Indies with the exception of like you guys and like getting oh, on PWA yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. PCW but they, they've got like that. their own streaming systems and stuff. So unless you're like super invested in them and like for me in WA, like we have EPW here. Uh, I've been to their live shows, but they stream on Vimeo. Who knows what the fuck mm-hmm. that is? No offense, Vimeo, but like I already have IWTV and I do all that stuff. So and for PWA, they've started getting on fight and stuff like that. But, like, you guys, were, for me, were the first to become readily accessible to an international platform that I already subscribed to. 
So and, and it, it blows my mind that people in America are interested in some random 30-year-old bloke from Australia mm-hmm. coming to your shores and wrestling. And people are willing to not just turn up, but part with money to see that. That yeah. humbles me beyond belief. But the mm-hmm. th- one of the main goals that I have for this tour is to give everybody their flowers and yeah. just kind of explain on behalf of a nation of wrestlers and wrestling fans what these people mean to the rest of the world. Yeah. That's what I'm excited to go and do and be able to sit down with someone like, you know, whether it be like a Devin Moore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Who, who's, you know, a journeyman who's still with H2O to this day. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, I used to study Devin Moore tapes when he was the CCW World Champion team with the Briscoes. <laughs> yeah. Him and Drew Blood tagging up is notorious Inc. I love that shit. Like, being able to explain this to people face-to-face and be like, hey, I hope you know there's an entire generation of people on the other side of the world who thinks you're the fucking man. Yeah. And just give them a little bit of perspective. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited to do that. And that's something I'm looking forward to as much as, if not more, than having the matches themselves. Yeah. It's just kind of being able to have these conversations and these moments with these people and try and help people explain what they actually mean to the wrestling business as opposed to whatever negative preconceived notion they may have in their heads. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, I wouldn't even know of, like, Cass if not for uh, Vice and stuff like that and then wouldn't have even got to really probably interact with him in any way uh, if not for Deathmatch Down Under when you guys did that tour, you know? And then I wouldn't know Neil, who is maybe my biggest cheerleader in this world, without meeting you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I, have I, I don't know if I've told you this story before. How uh, I got to meet Neil, but he had posted on Facebook and was like, "Would anybody in, be interested in a Honey Badger, Badger podcast or something like that? Would anybody be interested in a Honey Badger podcast where I talk about what I've done?" And I was like, "I would absolutely be interested. If you ever want to talk, let me know." And he messaged me and goes, "Are you Joel Bateman's friend?" Like out of the blue. And I go, yeah, we just did an interview recently. And then a little voice message appears, whoop, you know, on Facebook, the little waves. And I go, oh, I wonder what this guy has to say. And I play it. And it goes, you're a cunt. (laughs) (laughs) And I piss myself laughing because obviously you have educated him at that point. And then we were friends. Then we started talking back and forth. Yeah, I'd love to come on. And then he was my first ever international guest. And my biggest proponent ever. And then he has and said... And off to the races you go. And off to the races I went because of of him and your guys' friendship. And then he has gone on to really sort of promote me. And he's always like going, oh, do you know who this guy... And trying to put me in, in contact with people because we've become really close, you know. Um, and he has said in interviews before that he didn't think he was anything or didn't really realize that he was reaching outside of America until he met you and me. He was like, it wasn't until I met Joel and got to know him and then I was on like Faces and Feels and stuff that I knew there was a a market sort of outside America. And that's amazing to me. And and I think it's really cool that you're going to get the opportunity to like show them that. Like that's so special, I think. Because they they bring so much to our lives, man. I watch so much fucking wrestling. Like I watch so much of it. Like ICW like doesn't understand like RPW, the relationship I've cultivated with them. Like they don't even know sort of what it means. Cause I've spent my entire life 
trying to have friends like friends who would just even watch wrestling with me. And the mm. fact now I have friends that are wrestlers and I get to be involved and I'm like on your canvas and I'm sponsoring RPW events and stuff is fucking mental, man. Like it's so cool. And I just, yeah, I can't even wait. I'm so jealous. I wish I was going with you. Yeah. And that's what I mean. I, you just kind of nailed it on the head. Like that, that conversation with Neil, like I remember talking to Neil and he's like, how do you know my shit? And I was like, bro, how do you not know who the fuck you are? Yeah. I can't wait to tell everyone that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it was something that Pondo iterated. He said in the seminar, he said, am I a mark for taking photos with other wrestlers? And most of the people said yes. And he said, no, the only thing you get out of this business is your health and the memories you make. And sometimes you don't even get out with your health. Yeah. So take the fucking photo because <laughs> you don't know when you're not going to get the chance. Fuck, to I love him, mate. He's so He underestimates himself so much, man. He underestimates how important he is and how hmm. valuable he is. You know what I mean? And, and and that's what I mean. Like the fact that I just get to hang out with him in person and just be like, bro, yeah. it, you know, is super fucking cool. Let alone if we get, we get the chance to have a scrap, but yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean like same with the RPW guys, like they're, they're all really amazing people. Like, yeah, I'm working for Horror Slam. Uh, we tried to make RPW work. You made that connection for us, but the dates just didn't line up. Uh, but I'm going to hopefully try and catch them for a beer at some point while yeah. I'm in town. And never say like, never, you know what I mean? It's just about uh, making connections and getting to know people and the great thing, and you and I have talked about this a few times about what we get to do and about like this, is like just the amazing team we're slowly building. You know what I mean? Like the connection of great people who are positive, who just fucking love the stuff we love. And it's so fun to share that with others, you know? Like it, it's and so it, cool. Like, yeah. Especially, and this is obviously a taped thing and i'm not going to say what day we're recording on because it'll be really obvious to pick what i'm about to say but after the day we've had on wrestling social media yeah being able to kind of see the sunny side of it mm -hmm. especially after days like today means so much and yeah if the, if, the, if there's anything that you know i i take from today and you know having this chat with you and you know looking looking forward kind of to the, this trip to the u.s is seeing the sunny side of it and hey it isn't all fucking doom and gloom and, and bleak and awful shit there is an awful side to it sadly it's very it's real awful side to it but for every fucking asshole around the traps there's 10 amazing passionate people that all like the same dumb fucking hobby yeah, yeah. it's fucking fate fighting where we get really hurt yeah it is the stupidest thing. <laughs> when you break when you break pro wrestling down, yeah. it is the most barbaric and fucking idiotic hobby. Yeah. And then you add death matches to it, which makes it even more idiotic. You're literally mutilating yourself for fun. Uh, like you get to play as a sick as, song as and then come out and bleed a lot. With like, Jim Cornette, Jim Cornette hit it on the head. He's like, "You're getting hurt for real, and no one believes that it's real. Who are the fucking marks? It's us, and I don't care. Yeah, um, fuck you." <laughs> but having people in the community that all like the same stupid thing yeah. is the greatest thing in the world. It is. And I absolutely adore all of it. And I can't wait to go to the USA. And again, I know there's people listening to this who are going to come to these shows. Come up to me and tell me, hey, I listen to Faces and Feels. Hey, I'm on a race, mate. Hey, Rafe's a cockhead. Like... <laughs> 
Come on, come and I was going to say that. Come <laughs> and tell me in person, and we'll take a photo, yeah. and I'll teach you some really awful Australian swearing, and we'll film a video, and we'll send it to Ray. That would be yes. amazing. I would love that. Just keep because them coming. Let's unite this worldwide community of idiots who still like wrestling, and I use idiots in the proper Australian iteration where we insult our best friends the most. Yeah. So. I want to hang out with as many fucking morons as possible. Because <laughs> we are morons. We are morons, but we fucking love it. And that's all but there is to it. But we're in it together. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That is the perfect ending for this show, man. I can't fucking wait to just turn on IWTV Live and see my fucking friend walk out to hear those opening strains of, like, solid rock. It's going to be so fucking killer. And I can't wait. Please be safe but absolutely kill it. And also bring home that American Deathmatch title that's turned into a world title. You hear that, motherfuckers? It's going back to Australia, FedExing it to my house. That's what's going to happen. It's going to be the ultimate... Oh, I was going to say Italian job, but I guess it'd be American job. You get where I'm going with it. That's. I'm very excited. Let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Okay. Tell people where to find Joel Bateman and where to find Deathmatch Down Under so they can get up to speed with all the bangers that this motherfucker puts out live. Oh, I've got to stretch and put my promo voice That's on. That's it. Let's get oh, there. Let's get it. It's getting late. It's fucking almost midnight here. I know. I'm um, so sorry. I and I still dinner. have to write a run sheet. Um, me and some really good friends of mine run a little wrestling company here in Melbourne called Deathmatch Down Under. We can be found at deathmatchdownunder.com.au or Deathmatch Down Under on whatever social media you choose. We run a shitload of wrestling shows, more than what's probably healthy, especially as someone who does all the fucking deathmatches. But <laughs> check us out. We are on IWTV. Um, Alex Clone's joining us on April 16th. We still have like four shows between now and then, so fuck. But uh, in addition, you can find me on social media, the smash underscore hit. Um, please message me. Let's talk about wrestling. My wife's sick of hearing it. Message me. Call me a cunt. Show me your Australian swearing. I'd be really impressed. Um, I'll hit you with all the dates really quickly. Uh, March 11 and 12, I'm in Chattanooga, Tennessee for ICW No Holds Barred and Pit Fighter X, respectively. Monday, March 14, I'm in Williamstown, New Jersey for H2O 200 light tubes with Bulldozer Matt Tremont. March 17 and 18, I am in Detroit, Michigan for Horror Slam and the Murder City Deathmatch Cup. Night one, I have Tommy Vendetta and you've heard about who I want to wrestle on night two. And then March 19th, uh, I am in Brooklyn, New York, wrestling Casanova Valentine at New Fear City. Uh, the undercard for that's looking really crazy as well. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Uh, Slade versus Hoodfoot. Was that what I saw announced? Yeah. It was like, yo, you want to see a dead body? Because one of these motherfuckers is going to die. It's so exactly. scary. <laughs> so please come out and see me. Swear at me. Bring me craft beer from your city. Bring me your favorite beer. Because I really like beer. And there's like 3,000 craft <laughs> breweries like in America. And there's 3,000 craft breweries in America. There's like 400 in Australia. Plus, it's don't forget, Joel can end I the can't. pandemic by writing the wrong wrought by Casanova Valentine by awesome bombing him to his death and ending COVID-19. Do you want to miss that? I don't think you do. Ultimately, there's 3,000 breweries in the United <laughs> States and I can't hit them all in 10 days. The way I can get that number down drastically is if you bring me beer from your favourite brewery. I cut him off with the so. COVID-19 program, but... You can see you can see where he's going though. The beer is Look, more important. Cheap, the pandemic America, is second. So. Beer beer's first. Cheap in America. I'm not overly concerned. <laughs> Either way, it's going to be an amazing time. Not to mention, you can go to H2O and see this insane man versus the greatest to ever do it. 
Matt Tremont, 200 light tubes, Joel Bateman, boss versus boss, H2O versus deathmatch down under, who will die first? Matt may wear some kind of exoskeleton made of light tubes to destroy Joel Bateman. You want to be there to see it. It could happen. I'm not saying it's not going to happen. <laughs> I would like to not die. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I have other I have other bookings to fulfill. Before yeah, okay. He has I a, die. Yeah, well, there, there is some other bookings, so I guess. But either no, way, not to mention like the wife and child. Mm, well, there is that. But what a legendary death! You don't want to live forever, Joel. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to die now. Well, okay, then. okay. So he doesn't want to die now, and the only way he can not die is with your support. So get down there, <laughs> see it, and it'll be done. So four deathmatch down under, and four Joel Bateman, and four faces and feels. Remember, it's all about peace, love, and fucking deathmatch wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram at FacesFeelsCast, Twitter at FacesFeelsCast, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com, and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com The official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a deathmatch wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com for the violent view. <laughs>a brand celebrating a love of music and deathmatch wrestling. Follow on Instagram at Vinyls and Violence. Follow on Twitter at Legalize Ranch, and that's Ranch with two H's. And buy the shirts from deathmatchworldwide.com. Vinyls and Violence. I'm pretty sure it's like some weirdo shit like Pokemon or something. <laughs>